0: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hey, everybody,
0: welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's normally him, but today... Gonna welcome him in, my buddy Brian Passing, the color commentator for the Alabama Crimson Tide basketball team, coming off a nice win. I wouldn't say a big win. I wouldn't say an impressive win, but coming off a nice win against South Alabama on uh, Tuesday night, Brian, how's it going?
2: It's going great.
0: Uh, happy that
2: my team is three and zero. About midway through the second half, thought uh, maybe staring at two and one, but you got to give south alabama a lot of credit i thought they played really well and i think that's a team that can win a lot of games this year and they were better than advertised i was very impressed with the jaguars and alabama was fortunate to win did what they needed to do late in the game the most important thing is this team is sitting at three and oh right now
0: no i'm right there with you and look i wasn't trying to take a shot at the team saying it wasn't impressive because a win's a win in basketball i mean you take them where you can get them and uh, you're not always going to miss a long season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And it could be worse. Uh, BYU obliterated 12th-ranked Oregon last night. And um, Michigan lost at home in a 1989 national championship rematch against Seton Hall. So, I mean, look, things certainly could have been worse. And they did get the win. And it's another example of Alabama playing an incredibly tough schedule. And that's going to continue with Oakland this Friday night.
2: No doubt about it. I mean, college basketball is wild. It's why we love it. Uh, The ups and downs, especially when you play as difficult a schedule as Alabama's playing. And Louisiana Tech, South Dakota State, those are teams that are, are predicted to either win their conference or be right there to have a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. Not as much as expected out of South Alabama, but when you see them up close and you see all the high major transfers they have and I think they have eight high major transfers that have come in. Several of those former SEC players, who, uh, J, you know, JJ J. Chandler for example was a starter at Texas A&M and was a really good player when they played Alabama a couple times. And uh, he, he's a very good player. Played well last night, as did Charles Manning from LSU, uh, Javon Franklin from Auburn. Uh, that's a team that I think is going to be get better and better as the year goes on, and and we'll look at that is a pretty solid win. And so for Alabama to be 3-0 and against some really good mid-major competition is great right now. And you're staring Oakland in the face Friday night. Again, a game that the number 14 team in America and Alabama should win at home. But Oakland also is feeling really confident after going on the road and winning at Oklahoma State this past weekend. So another challenge coming up for the Crimson Tide.
0: Yeah, and – Hey, trivia question, not for you because I'm sure you know, but I wonder how many people know where Oakland is. Not not the city, uh but where this university is. What do you think? How, I mean, give me a a percentage of Alabama fans you think know where this is. Well, considering I didn't know
2: until uh you know, <laughs> a couple of years ago, maybe maybe 10 years ago when they when Oakland really came on the the I'll say on the national scene from a college basketball uh perspective uh or at least from those of us who are obsessed with college basketball uh thought thought it was Oakland, California, and as you know uh, that is not in fact the case uh but but this has been a program from uh oakland uh the Detroit area in Michigan uh that has had a lot of success in, in, at their level. Getting to the NCAA tournament, winning games, uh, Greg Campy has done a terrific job for a long time there. So you know what you're getting uh, when you play the play Oakland. Uh, I was going to say the Oakland Athletics uh, as <laughs> it's a, it's a uh, Oakland San Francisco area joke, but they're they're really good, uh, and and people around college basketball know exactly who they are they are and where they're from.
0: Yeah, and as I'm I'm recording this in my and a truck that I'm driving back from South Kackalacki, Uh I'm passing another truck, so I apologize for the uh, ambient noise here. But, um, all right, passing. I, w- I want to talk about some of the individual players here uh, in the next segment. But, okay, so we got Oakland coming up on Friday night. That, that's uh, a bigger game than people know. And then we start the tournament in Orlando. You open with Iona in a rematch of the first round of the NCAA tournament from last year. Of course, they have Rick Petino as the head coach. Um, I'm hoping that's a nice game for his sake because he does look like a vampire. I'm pretty sure he is. Um, but then we eventually could play Kansas. Uh, th- this is going to be a heck of a tournament. And how do you feel about spending your Thanksgiving in Orlando?
2: Well, uh, first of all, I hope my, my daughters aren't listening to this. I, I don't know that they're huge fans of, of the Luke Robinson podcast. Uh, so hopefully they won't hear this, but I'm not even sure that they're aware they're not going. So, uh, (laughs) you know, this, this is a tournament that, that my kids are, they're a little older now, uh, but they've been a couple of times to this tournament. We've gone to Disney world spit, not, not going to happen this year for the passings. Uh, so they're, they're going to be disappointed, but here's a problem. Um, my youngest daughter plays high school basketball, and the Thanksgiving basketball tournaments happen over Thanksgiving. So she's got her basketball tournament, can miss. miss. Uh, I'm heading to Orlando. I'm looking forward to it, but it, it won't be quite as much fun personally because the family's not going to be there. So, And listen, a 49-year-old man uh, <laughs> wandering around Disney World by himself is, is, is probably uh, – you know, kind of weird. So that's not going to happen. So I don't know, maybe find a golf course uh, over Thanksgiving,
0: but going to watch a lot of hoops and it should be a really good tournament, which is kind of the main point. By the way, um, outside of this particular tournament, Thanksgiving is the most overrated holiday in America. Um, turkey oh. is the most overrated protein in America and um, stuffing and, and everything on your plate is brown. When is that ever good? that's never good. So uh, can I, 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 listen, I I got onto you last time
2: for a couple of your crazy comments. I got, I got to I got to push back on this. I mean, first of all, you know, I've known you for a long time and, and your take on Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving food does not surprise me at all. Um, I could have predicted this, but you're (laughs) so wrong. Um, Thanksgiving is awesome. It is one of the greatest holidays in the history of mankind. Uh, I love the food and I'm hoping, you know, I I guess it was about eight or 10 years ago. I I think I had, I mean, it was great to be in Orlando. It was great to be at Disney World, but I think I had one of those um, Disney World meals where it's like, you know, chicken fingers shaped as Mickey with some cold fries for like 25 bucks on Thanksgiving, which was really depressing. But no, Thanksgiving is awesome. The food is awesome. And you're totally wrong here.
0: Mm, Well, I mean, again, to each his own, but um, Thanksgiving would be so much better if the pilgrims had brought over ribeyes and fried shrimp, if you ask me. Turkey's just,
2: there's a reason
0: we only make a big deal out of turkey once a year, and that's because we have to. I mean, first of all, I I just don't.
2: That's you. I eat turkey and dressing and Thanksgiving food a lot because it's awesome, uh, but I enjoy it even more so on Thanksgiving. But can we talk about the, the the tournament because it's really good? I think you know you mentioned a, a possible matchup with Kansas, and that would be uh, you know that's that's kind of the goal for the championship. I mean those those are the two teams in the tournament, but Iona, who we saw in the NCAA tournament, they're better. They I think they beat Harvard a few days ago, which was an impressive win. Uh, Rick Pitino, uh has that program going in the right direction. One of the greatest coaches. In the history of college basketball, if you get by Iona, which hopefully will be the case, uh, Belmont is a team a lot like South Dakota State that nobody wants to play. I mean, they're really good. They're getting votes in the top 25. Um, you know, they're a program that that can not only beat high many programs, they're they're going to beat ranked teams. They're they're a team that could Im- advance in the NCAA tournament. So you know, hopefully that'll be game two, and so that's going to be a challenge, and then an opportunity to play Uh, what a lot of people are are picking is a potential national championship team in Kansas. I I think when you look at the top three teams in the country right now in, in Gonzaga, Kansas, UCLA, uh, Kansas, their roster uh, lends itself more to a, a team that, that can win a national championship. All those teams can, I mean, from a talent standpoint, they've got experience. They've got NBA players on the roster, but, I don't think anybody's as experienced at, at that high level with that type of talent as are the Kansas Jayhawks. So hopefully Alabama will have a chance to play them. If if they're, if they're Alabama and Kansas are matched up, that means you're in the championship game because Kansas, I would expect to be
0: there on Sunday afternoon. All right, Brian, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to tell you an Iona story and also uh, start talking about some of these individual players and who's surprising you so far this season. Brian, last year uh, for the NCAA, well, I guess it was this year, for the NCAA tournament, we played Iona in the first round. And you're going to sympathize with me on this because you have the same feelings about Auburn that I do. Um, I have some buddies that are Auburn fans. They came over to our house while I was watching Bama Iona in the first round. And if you remember, Iona was giving us everything we wanted. In fact, they, did they have the lead at halftime in that game? Do You
2: remember? remember? You know, it was it was back and forth. I don't if they had the lead. I mean, it it was they, close. It was. Uh, I remember they had a run at the end of the half, and I can't remember if it was to take the lead, but definitely a competitive game, um, which is what we kind of expected. Um, Alabama was able to pull away, but but they're they're a, a solid mid major. Um, well-coached, and, and that was uh, maybe maybe a little tighter than people would have liked, especially early, early on.
0: But my point is, because I told a story the other day about how I was watching Bama LSU football, and I had some other friends of mine that happened to be Auburn fans over, and, of course, they had lost to A&M earlier in the day, so they were a little bit pissy. And um, as Alabama and LSU – Alabama was struggling with LSU – they kept saying things like, Oh, you're gonna win this game. Don't worry about it. What are you stressed about? You're gonna win, y'all will get a call, or LSU will throw an interception, <laughs> or don't worry about it. What's the big deal? It's just football. And I finally had to say, guys, all right, I'm I'm going, I'm going into my bathroom. And this is where everybody made fun of me for talking about my master bathroom that has a TV in it, but it's a very small TV. And um I said, I'm going in there to watch I don't listen to y'all anymore. And One of them followed me in there, and he was like, oh, what are you so worried about? I I said, dude, you're going to have to get the hell on. But anyway, my point is, I go back to the Iona game last year, same situation. A couple of Auburn fans come over. Nice guys. I love them. I love them. Everything about them except that they're Auburn fans. And they came over and said, I don't know. What are you so stressed about? This is Iona. I know it's Rick Pitino, but y'all are going to beat them. Y'all are so much better. Just hang on. Don't stress about it. And I finally said, You can't just walk into my house and try to jinx me, reverse jinx me. You can't do it. You gotta stop. You gotta stop telling me how good we are so that when we lose, you can go, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Is there anything more irritating than that? No, but again,
2: again, Luke, buddy. I mean, it's my it's my fault. It is completely your fault. I mean, listen. I love my Auburn friends. They're great. There is 0% chance I would watch a big football game with my Auburn friends, whether it involved Alabama-Auburn. Uh, certainly not a basketball game because, I mean, at least they've been following football for more than a few years. I mean, they have no idea what they're talking about when it comes to Iona. I mean, do you think that they have any clue that Rick Bettino is even their coach? I mean, this is completely on you. Um and, and I'm I'm again again I am not surprised, but but you're not gonna get any sympathy from me because you're you're the one that are you're having these conversations around Alabama basketball with with recent Alabama or excuse me, recent Auburn basketball fans, which, you know, that's that's never gonna go well. That's, so that's all of it. You over. gotta do I mean... better, man. You gotta do better.
0: They're all recent basketball fans. There's None of them are like long-term ticket holders. Come on. Uh, but anyway, okay, so we talked about that. Now, I want to talk about some individual performances here. And listen, I'm going to tell you the biggest surprise to me so far this season. I know uh, Shaq has been playing out of his mind. I know that uh, Quinterly, man, Quinterly had such a move yesterday, uh, sort of late in the game when he – he dribbled behind his back a couple of times and then he drives the lane. He was gonna put it up right-handed, switches to the left hand, banks it in over somebody. Uh, I want to say with like three minutes left. It was just beautiful. He's he's playing great. Um, I think J.D. Davison, despite the fact he's not necessarily stuffing the stat sheet, uh, is doing some really nice things and playing within himself, which is hard for a guy who's, you know, probably averaged 40 points a game at uh when he was playing down in at Calhoun. Um But the guy who surprised me the most, and the reason for this, is because we have such a bad history with these guys, is Charles Bediaco. Listen, I think back to most of our big guys. Even uh, Dante Hall, who we all love Dante Hall. I mean, Dante Hall's awesome. But he did have his moments when his hands weren't great. Uh, But his hands were the best of any of our big men up until now. I I mean, we've had history with guys like Musa Gay who routinely miss dunks. Um, And Charles Bediaco, to me, has really, really great hands for a guy his size who's playing at Alabama.
2: Well, listen, first of all, you're exactly right on on Angry Chuck. I mean, this this guy can play. I mean, he's a big-time player. He's a legit seven-footer. Uh, He's got great hands, great feet, just got, he's got a really good feel uh, around the basket, which is not just rare for Alabama big men that are that size, but that's rare for anybody that size that's playing anywhere outside of the NBA. Uh, And, and that is where Charles Bediaco will eventually play. So he he's, He's not been a huge surprise for me just because I've had a chance to watch him in practice this summer, this fall, and this is what I expected because of what he's been able to do in practice and, and just how good of a player he is. It's why he was a, a, a highly touted player that everybody in the country wanted, and, and he's, he's a difference maker whether the stats reflected or not. His stats have been really good, but because of his presence at the rim, I think he had five blocks against South Alabama, Uh, And even when he doesn't get a block, his presence at the rim uh, is is so important for this team defensively. I think Alabama will get better on the defensive end uh, than they have been the first three games. I think a lot of that has to do with the competition has been really good and they played really well in Louisiana tech, South Dakota state and South Alabama. Uh, But he's the thing. There there are a couple of things that have have impressed me. Um, Well, more so than maybe um than 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 I would have expected just because it's it's typical of even a guy of his caliber which is super high. Um he, he does a great job of defending, playing aggressive, but doing it without fouling. And that's hard for a guy his size. Uh he he's also on like high pick and rolls. He he's able to help recover and do it without fouling. I mean those those guards are, are taught to create contact with a big man who who jumps out on a on a double on a hedge of a high ball screen and try to get them in foul trouble. It happens all the time when you watch college basketball. He does a great job of avoiding those little ticky-tack fouls that will get a, a big man in foul trouble. Uh, but he, he's a terrific player. He's a terrific young man, uh, and he's going to be – I think he's just going to get better and better as he becomes more confident – with what he's doing, he's got great hands. Love to see he and, and JQ and some of the other guards run a high pick and roll, and, and you could tell how much confidence these go- these guys have in Charles and his hands because they throw him passes that you you typically wouldn't throw a seven foot center. You're going to throw that to maybe a a six seven small forward, power forward who has great hands. They're they're giving it to him when they can get it in, and he's been able to not only Catch ball, catch the ball in traffic that are sometimes tough passes to handle. He's able to catch it, gather himself, find open teammates, kick it out the open three for open players for threes, uh, and that that's been really impressive for a guy his size. So uh, I'm really excited to watch him progress over the course of the season and his career because he is a big time player and he's starting to show that in games.
0: And really quickly, talk about Jason Holt getting in last night. I thought that was quite interesting and and Chiku not getting in. Now, you know, obviously Chico was uh, suspended for the first two games. And um, it feels like he's, I don't know if he's in the doghouse. I don't know what's going on there. But um, talk about those two guys for a second.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you had me on so I could clarify this for you. He haven't played basketball in a year. And I'm talking about Alex Chiku. He's gonna. I, I think he's got a chance to be a really good player. But it wasn't that he just missed last year. I mean, he has been away from basketball for a year. So even though he's been cleared medically, um, it's going to take time, a lot of time, to get your feel back, to get your comfort zone back for, for a guy that plays the way he does. Um, he took a step back like anybody would from not playing basketball for a year. So uh, I haven't lost faith. His coaches haven't lost faith, faith in him. His teammates haven't lost faith in him. I know um, it's it's probably difficult for a guy that, that's a really good player uh, to to not be able to play and not be able to contribute the way that that he is capable or will be capable as, as he gets more of a feel. So I, I, have a, I think he's going to be a really good player for us uh, down the line. It's just going to take some time, and understandably so. Um, you know, as far as Holt, he's a guy that, that can really shoot it. And as I've watched him in practice over the last few months, he, he's just getting better and better. He's doing other things besides shooting. Uh, he's athletic. He's he, he he's going to be, I think, a good defender. But he's he's somebody who can make shots. And there's uh, an opportunity with Namar Burnett out for the year uh, with the knee injury, that that if you can shoot it in an 8 system and you can do the other things which he's starting to do, uh, there's going to be an opportunity to play. So I was excited to see him get in. He didn't didn't uh, have a great game as far as shooting or scoring, but he was doing other things, rebounding, getting deflections, uh, and doing those things that I think will will help him get some more playing time as the year unfolds. This is a, an Alabama team. Uh, that, that has a lot of depth. You, you can go a lot of different directions, especially when Juwan Gary gets back, which I would anticipate happening in Orlando next week. So Nate Oaks and, and his staff, they have a lot of options. They have a lot of guys that can do different things, and I think that's going to be very helpful as the year goes on.
0: Well, screw it, Brian. Let's, let's do one more quick segment after this break because I want to get a bird's-eye view of the SEC as a whole. All right, buddy, Um, want to talk about the SEC in general. Boy, Missouri took one on the chin from Missouri-Kansas City or something the other night. That's not a good look. But overall, the league's been very strong. Is I believe Georgia uh, or South Carolina lost to Princeton um, and Kentucky lost to Duke, and then that one Missouri loss. is. Are those the only losses for the league that may be right?
2: Yeah, I mean, that sounds right. I haven't studied the – I mean, I haven't watched several games, uh, but that, that that sounds right. We may be missing one. But um, I think the league, when you look at the top half of the league, top seven teams, uh,
1: as,
2: as good as we've seen the top half of the league in a long, long time. I mean, you've got six teams that if you you, you can make a case why any of those six, maybe seven – could win the league and play in the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. So I, it, it, it's going to be a battle to see who wins the SEC regular season, and, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. There's some teams down at the bottom who who have shown some promise. I, I thought, as you mentioned, Georgia, what they did at Cincinnati was impressive. I, I thought Georgia was going to be pretty bad. And and, and listen, the juries go out on, on teams like like Georgia, Texas A&M, uh, Missouri but you know those are those are teams that will have a chance in the non conference to to get some quality wins. I hope they do. That will certainly reflect well on the league and, and from a numbers standpoint you need SEC teams to win games this time of year. But uh yeah I look at Alabama, Arkansas, um you know, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, even Mississippi State who who who's got a very talented roster. Make an NCAA tournament, and make some noise in it. Are, are all very good. LSU, uh, they they, uh, they they had an injury, but they're they're talented enough with Darius Hayes and some of the transfers recruits uh, that that they have to get in the NCAA tournament. So the the upper half of this league or the, or the top half of this league is ridiculous, and so I think it's going to make for a lot of fun this year.
0: Yeah, it's it really is going to be. Maybe the best conference in the nation this year. I, I truly believe that. I mean, the 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 kid uh, whose name I can't pronounce at, at Kentucky who has what? He, he's got like 172 rebounds in the first three games. I mean, it's <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um,
2: yeah, Oscar Sheebway, maybe uh, for the transfer from West Virginia, who looks exactly exactly like you would expect a Bob Huggins player to play. Uh, gets every rebound. He's been dominant. And, and Kentucky's a team uh, that that I think is absolutely back in a big way. Even though they lost to Duke, they've got a great mix of talented freshmen, some transfers. They've got experience. Uh, they're a much better shooting team. Severe Wheeler at the point. tata Washington, uh, who's a combo guard. They're they're going to be really good. So um, I hope we all enjoyed what happened last year, and I certainly did. Uh, with I think the worst year in Kentucky basketball. Uh, since 1920-something, but but that's all over and done with. They're back, they're going to be really good, and they're going to compete for an SEC championship.
0: All right, buddy. Thanks for joining me today. That'll do it for this episode of Locked on Bama.
1: Let me tell everybody about Made in Cookware. We've talked about it before. Absolutely awesome stuff. Have you ever wondered how your favorite restaurant consistently makes such delici- delicious food? The short answer is they have access to the right kitchen tools. Look, Made In has professional quality cookware and kitchenware. Anybody is capable of making restaurant quality food with this stuff. It's fantastic. If you're serious about cooking, you should invest in your kitchen tools. They sent me a knife, okay, as like a sample when we started doing this. It's unbelievable. Love this thing. I don't cook a ton, but when I do, I use this knife. It's fantastic. Right now, Made In, M-A-D-E-I-N, is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code LOCKED ON. This is the best discount available anywhere online for made in products. Go to madeincookware.com backslash locked on and use promo code LOCKED ON for 15% off of your first order. That's madeincookware.com backslash locked on. Use promo code LOCKED ON. They have 40,000 five star views and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin starred restaurants around the world. Made in, it's better cookware for better meals. Go to madeincookware.com backslash locked on. Use that promo code locked on and you'll get 15% off of that order. That's the best we can do, folks. Free money right there. Go to madeincookware.com. Use promo code locked on. Also want to tell you about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the place to go to get that bet in. Love this website. You'll love this website. Everybody loves this website. It's a fantastic website. Easy to pay in, even easier to get paid with betonline.ag. This is a site you will absolutely love. You can bet on whatever you want to. Bet on college football, college football futures. Bet You can bet on baseball. You can bet on NHL. You can bet on boxing, UFC, football, basketball, anything. Vegas casino games, they have all those, plus poker, um, whatever you want to bet on, they can bet on reality TV there. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag is where the game starts. Go to BetOnline.ag, use promo code LOCKEDON, get a 50% welcome bonus. Again, free money from your boys, Luke and Jimmy.